Welcome to the Friendly Aussie Podcast. Welcome. And today we have Tom Brown from Honolulu, Australia's go-to resource for medical cannabis information. That's right. Yeah. How you going, Tom? Great, great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Tom's decided to fly out from Melbourne to come greet us, you know, like... Only reason I'm here. It's the only reason, yeah. really. Our northerners. Yeah. Welcome to Brizzy. How do you, how do you like Brizzy? Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, well, earlier my wife said that, like, in Melbourne, it feels like you're always driving a bit more straight, but here we're making left and oh, right yeah. every second. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a windy territory. It is. It's yeah. Windy, windy, hilly, really confusing. It's actually fun to drive around sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had one day of a little bit of driving and it was nice. I got lost once or twice, but <laughs> I get lost on the daily here. I just refuse to use the GPS. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, like actually I like look up on the GPS. Where do I need to go? And then I'm like, okay, yep. yep I have yep. a crack. Yep. And then I'm like, yep. I'll get to like, you know, maybe two kilometers from where I am, we need to be. And then I'll be like, oh, fuck, should I look it up? I still won't. And then I'll get lost. Then I'll look it up. You're Sorry. trying to commit it to memory. Are you? Yeah. I, 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 I won't, I won't give in to the machines. You ever on time? You ever on time? Never. <laughs> like literally never. Like yeah. that's a fact. I'm never, ever, ever. If you're on working time. with like you know just you know map and compass, you're always going to be late. So. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm alright with that. It's fair enough. <laughs> so Honolulu, how how did Honolulu start? Where did it come from? What what does it even mean? What is it? Wow, well, I know a what lot it of means. Questions. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Let's start with where it came from. So. Um, for me, cannabis has always been a part of my life. Like I started smoking when I was young. I think I was 14 when I first started smoking. And um, as soon as I did that, I saw that uh, like people around me were using it outside of just recreational purposes. Um, and so I, yeah, I, that was kind of my first realization that maybe it was a little bit more than just weed that I want to smoke to get high and have a laugh. Mm -hmm. um, and then I actually stopped smoking in college and then when I moved out here I wanted to find some weed again and asked around and couldn't really find it from the group of people I was kind of friendly with at the time hmm. um, and I was really surprised about that but eventually I found it but I never really found anything that was as good as what we had in America right. um, and so then I, I moved here about 10 years ago. I met Cara, who's sitting next to me. People are listening. They can't see me pointing at her. Um, She's pointing. I can confirm <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <coughs> I remember the first time that we smoked, she was like, man, I feel good. I'm like, yeah, it's because you're high. And she's like, no, no, but I feel good, healthy. And Cara has fibromyalgia and PTSD and everything. Right. And that was, again, for me, where I was like, oh, hang on. This is something. I, I remembered that. And kind of, we talked about it. And I, it kind of took me back to, oh, this is more of a medicine. And I have a back problem. So I've always used cannabis, but I was always like, oh, I never really thought about it that way. And mm -hmm. now that's the only painkiller I use. But that was a long way, long way to get to where Holly came from. Um, and so then in 2018, end of 2018, I was get, kind of getting sick of my jobs. I've been in startups since I moved out here. So a lot of changes. And we were like, oh, it would be cool to start a business. You know, and I was talking with Cara and uh, my business partner and... Um, and we said, oh, well, what about weed? How can we get involved in that space? And I started, it's like, you know, when you say something and then you start seeing it everywhere. I started, I saw a few articles about um, like, now's the time to get into cannabis if you want to. In Australia, it's behind, but this is the ground floor. And so we started just tossing around ideas on, on how we could do that. And then um, I got made redundant for the second time in three years, about six months later. And we were like, mm. let's just see what people know here. And so, you know, Friendly Aussie Buds was one of the only kind of weed cannabis sites that was out there at the time. And, and that was cool. 2018. So that was like when we just started too. Yeah. 
It was, it was great. Like, but it was like end of 2018. So like mm, probably yeah. early 2019. I'm with you. And it was great. And we were like, but this isn't, this isn't going to be for everyone. That's right? right. And we know that, um, like we love it, but how can we actually, and, and medicinal had kind of really begun to yep. become more, I guess, mainstream, even though it's not. And so we were like, well, how can we actually help educate people in a bit more of a neutral way? Mm. So not like purely medical, but not also not purely recreational. And that's where we, you know, Honolulu, you asked where the name came from. We were like, what's kind of something that those who are like stoner or regular users will know? And that was Honolulu, like Puff the Magic Dragon lived by the sea in a land called Honolulu. Mm. And then from a brand perspective, we went, well, for us, that's great because that was this place where Jackie Paper meets his friend Puff and they have a great life. For us, this is Honolulu is a place where you can come to learn about cannabis, to engage in that kind of community, whether you're, you know, purely medicinal or purely recreational or somewhere in between. And, you know, we want to create that space where it's, you know, everyone kind of feels like they can go there and you don't have to stick around. You don't have to stay. And we're not about saying, you know, oh, you should smoke pot or, you know, you should right. use cannabis as medicine or whatever it is. We just want you to have all the information so you can decide. So that's kind of where it came from, why it happened. And yeah, it's just impacted a lot of people in my life. And yeah, that's how we, I guess, decided to, to, to get into the space. That's great. I really love that, you know, there's a unique, um, informative, adaptive purpose behind yeah, what Honolulu is all about. And I think the way that you've presented it is very professional. Like people who are outside of the campus community mm. can understand this information very well. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. So. Like that, that's what we want to do. And, and I think, you know, what's cool is that we want to work with guys like you. We want to mm. work with the medical industry. We want, but we want to show everyone in doing that that we're all the same, we're all equal, right? Yeah, like, totally. it doesn't matter if you smoke joints, hit a bong, as long as you're doing it in a way that isn't, like, is, is helpful to you in some way, mm. that's it, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, um, we agree with that. There's yeah. a real importance of, well, maintaining balance on, on the whole question of why people use cannabis in mm. general. The question is different for everybody, they all have different answers. Yeah. And coming at it from different perspectives, I think is very important at this very fledgling moment in Australia's cannabis community and industry. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, you know, being at, at Mardi Gras the other day, that was my first view into like the Australian the kind of culture and the culture and like yeah. kind of the roots of it, I guess it feels yeah. like. Um, and it just shows you, man, everyone's so welcoming, so friendly, so accepting, so happy. Um, yeah. You know, if, it's if, a good vibe. yeah, it's a great vibe. And if you could kind of, and, and I don't, if you could take that, take that perception of it away and people could go and just realize what it actually is. It's just a bunch of people coming together to enjoy each other, to enjoy weed in whatever form it is for them. Mm. And again, it's people from all different backgrounds and jobs and whatever. And everyone's there to have for the same reason. It's great. Like it, yeah. it's really it, awesome. It, it's so amazing when you see people, um, you'd never expect to be speaking to each other, speaking to each other. Like, yeah. how does that guy fit with that guy? And it's like, there's yeah. one thing that connects them. Yeah. yeah. Could be a joint. But um, <laughs> like, it, that's what I really noticed at Mardi Gras. It's like anyone and everyone is there. Like mm. mums, dads that are like foreigners. I was like, what the fuck? This is like my dad. It's like, this, I don't expect to see that. Yeah. And they're there and it's like, why? And it's like, because it's a good day out. And um, the community just coming around because uh, that was the first cannabis event since the Health Hemp and Innovation Expo in 2019 in October. Wow. 
So COVID, it's huh? been a while. It's I went to that years. one, but not this one. because that That's where we had our store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So that's, um, that's where I felt like our brand became a brand, actually. That oh, was nice. like that moment. We handed out like four, 5,000 stickers. Cool. Um, that was a lot of the fuck PGR stuff. Yeah. But like, Met a lot of really cool people. That's where we met the actual industry and the community right. and all yeah, that. Okay. And suddenly then it started to feel like, oh, okay, we're actually a part of this. Before that, it was like, we're just some guys on the internet that are speaking <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's hey, how that, that's cool too, though. Oh, I wasn't True. mad about it. It was just, it's <laughs> like, once you step over on the other side, it's like, oh, okay, that's right. There are people like us. Yeah. Um, We're all doing pretty much the same thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's cool. What, are there, are there medical, like, are there doctors and stuff at that as well? There were doctors kind of... at the Mardi Gras. Um, there was two that I knew. There was the plant med clinic. Yep. They had like a big booth. Yeah. And then there was the healing pot guy. I, I, oh, okay. uh, he's from like rural New South Wales. He's got oh, a clinic. I missed it. Um, but they're really, I think, quite a small clinic. But got to get yeah. back in touch with him. I, I meant the HHI, but that's great too. Yeah. yeah. So are there doctors at the HHI? Yeah, there's heaps of doctors at the HHI. Really? Okay. Yeah, they I all have booths that. and stuff because they're all trying to find you know potential leads and get their their brand yeah, and awareness yeah. out. So like HHI had um, doctors, hydro stores. Yeah. Um, like you had the hemp embassy come from Nimbin, yeah. so you yeah, had yeah. Michael and all those guys. I don't know if Michael. You came. had the magic butter people and a lot magic of like yeah. people. companies, yep. Yep. you know, and then I, product yeah. people. Hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, hmm. interesting. And and at uh, going back to Mardi Gras, the um, plant med, they have the cannabis. Is it the cannabis broadcasting network now? Yeah, that's a new like thing they're doing. CBN. CBN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CBN. Yeah. CBN. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I, I don't know when that's coming, but it's coming yeah. pretty in the, this year sometime. Yeah. Um, and they're looking to build kind of, let's call it an Aussie cannabis video multimedia platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something we're probably going to be a little involved with, but cool. nothing too hectic at this stage. It would be great to be involved. Yeah, we're going yeah, to just help really where we can. Cool. That's yeah. really all it is because they're in Brizzy, so it makes it a little easy to collaborate. Yeah, nice. That's great. Yeah, mm. I, I spoke with them for a bit. Um, they're actually going to be helping us with drive change as well. Which oh, yeah. That's really good. to bring that up. Um, this, like Mardi Gras, you had some statistics that less than 2% of people who were tested actually... Test positive. Were testing positive. Yeah. yeah. Did I, you see that? I think David said that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. No, um, no I hadn't seen that. There was... 29 people that got um, out of 1500 out of over 1500 oh this is at Mardi, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. Yeah. oh yeah. shit no I didn't see that yeah so that was you worked out to, I think we did the math 1.9% or something like that wow um, which is like pretty crazy when you think about maybe 250 plus thousand dollars worth of expenses and that yeah. just shows that there's a, a, a lot of responsible people on the road and also yeah. that generally the idea that people are coming home like inebriated from mm. the festival it's a bit of a misnomer yeah you know? but also i know that i know one of the people who was busted there is a patient and you know yeah. oh, actually two of them are patients and you know again they weren't doesn't make prepared, sense does it? So right. it still doesn't make sense yeah you know? totally. so I, I, I get what your point is yeah like people are being very responsible but even then the people that they're catching <clears throat> are also being responsible. You're 100% <laughs> like, right. You know, yeah. that's, that's a real challenge. One thing um, about the legal patients that got caught, though, they might have been in the um, camp where the police actually just issued a fine and took their keys and they um, just couldn't drive for 24 hours. Mm. So apparently they weren't exactly charging everyone 
this time round. Okay. Last time it was always um, like you need to go to court. You have to like kind yeah, of yeah. get your license back effectively. This time it was kind of more like a warning fine thing, which is kind of weird. So has that been proven though? Like, I, Because sometimes the police will say that they're only going to give you a fine. And I actually asked this to David after. So um, for, I guess, everyone listening, David is David Heilpern. He's an ex-magistrate um, in oh, New yeah, South Wales right. and retired, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, retired partially because of these laws. He was sick of seeing people mm -hmm. come before him um, with this same exact, or, or being busted when they were patients or not impaired. Um, and so we're working on the drive change campaign together, which is why we were there, or I was there, I should say. Cool. Um, and after I heard about the police saying that it was just gonna be a fine, I asked him, I said, oh, is that the case? And he goes, maybe, but quite often what will happen is they'll tell you that and then you pay the fine, but as soon as you pay the fine, you're admitting guilt and therefore you lose your license for three months. Whoa. Yes. So yeah, so you just need to actually check, like that is not a lie that you're getting a fine, mm. right? Sure. But you may lose your license as soon as you pay that fine. That's important um, information. So we never pay the fine. Uh, <laughs> that's one way of going come about at it. me <laughs> I think they would eventually <laughs> yeah I was yeah. wondering how it worked if you got pinged in New South Wales but you're from Queensland like yes someone did ask that question do you remember what the answer was that's me asking my wife <laughs> um, I think it was the state of I think you're right yeah that you're punished if you're in, in the state yeah the, yes stands. and that is right because then what David said was that if you um, if you plead guilty, uh, you can then transfer transfer the court to a local court if you want, um, and there this I probably shouldn't say what I was going to say anyway. <laughs> then, then there's effectively if if your lawyers or people who are helping you with your cause know the magistrates in the area, you can potentially get your case transferred to another more kind a jurisdiction. And I um, see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe have a better chance of actually not being punished for just having presence, not being impaired, which is the, the bigger problem. Yeah. Right? So. so like talking about the drive change campaign, what's mm -hmm. the general thrust for people who aren't Aware. Yeah, cool. So um, Drive Change is a campaign to help create equal rights for legal medicinal cannabis patients. So um, there are two things I'll say about that. One, the context is if you have any TH or any cannabis in your system as defined by having THC in your saliva, it's illegal to drive, right? Yes. Now, for us, um, with the Drive Change campaign, we decided to fo focus specifically on legal patients. And the reason for that is simply because... Well, we all agree that the mouth swab should be removed. Sure. But we don't think that's a very winnable argument just now. And sure. Makes sense. And what's winnable, very <clears throat> winnable, and, and it's only winnable because this is completely wrong and it's discriminatory and it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, but if we focus on patients and we can win that, then I guess there are a few things, right? One, there begins to, we get, begin to get more data about how many patients are actually the ones who are driving with THC in their system versus how many other um, mm. are these people Good. actually impaired, right? right. And then yeah. we now have data to build a case for while well, the mouth swabs don't actually work. Yes, right? that's so, a good point. Yeah, so there are a lot of reasons that we chose that first. But, and a lot of people say, well, why not everyone? Well, that's why. Because we just don't think it's winnable. We all want to see that happen. It's a very complex issue. Yeah, absolutely. And when so, you talk to any politician, they're like, well, um, we have to keep people safe. On the roads. But but the problem is that 
there's no evidence that this is making people safer. That's right. You're and, right about that. And so there, yes. because there's been no evidence, it just doesn't make sense. In theory, let's say it's a pain patient, right? What if they're driving on the roads and they've got massive pain Absolutely. and suddenly it hits and it's like, ah! Absolutely. That is just as much of a hazard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you were going to go a completely different direction. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But that too. I was. I thought you were going to talk about like opioids and being completely... Well, there's, there's yeah. that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm melting, bro. <laughs> yeah, while you're driving. There are a but lot yeah. of medications that cause drowsiness yeah. and it doesn't seem to see the same kind of discriminatory nope. effect. Yeah, if like you're a patient. Valium, I think, would be a good one. Like, yeah. I reckon that would impact you much more than cannabis driving. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think it depends on how much you... Yeah, use, of course, yeah, how much yeah, you're having. Sure. Uh, yeah, and, and you're 100% right. Like, the there's no... There's no comparison. Like there are studies that show that other drugs are equally or more impairing than mm. cannabis at a certain level. Mm. And it just doesn't matter, right? Cannabis is the only, and that, again, this is another reason why we chose medicine because, or legal medication, I should sure. say, um, is that, I've lost my train of thought now. Patients following. <laughs> maybe, maybe. The um, patients following an actual amount of a dosage. So uh, you yeah. can actually gauge that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was trying to get oh, you. Back yeah, I know you were. I know it wasn't working. Like, it wasn't working. Legal right, like this anti-discrimination. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, discriminatory. Oh yes, right. Got it. Back. Thank you. Don't worry, I'll edit it. That's why she's here. No, that's okay. <laughs> you, I mean, you don't have to. It's funny. I, just, I did just lose my train of thought. Yeah, and funny. I'll probably lose it again now that we've gone off topic. Again. That's funny. Um, <laughs> we're never on topic here. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Uh, it felt like we were doing really well. Mm. Um, mm. Yes, because uh, yeah. So so. Cannabis or legal medicinal cannabis is the only prescribed drug that doesn't have a defense for presence. Mm -hmm. So if you're impaired with any other, if you're impaired with any drug, you can get done. But if you have a legal prescription for any other drug and you are not impaired, they let you go. But with cannabis, how do they judge the impairment? That's a police thing. They just yeah, it's discretionary. Discretionary, but that's also they say the roadside swabs are random. Yeah, but they're yeah, not they, they targeted everyone. In, right? Like, yeah, they True. tested everyone. So, um, yeah, I think I think realistically the way it would work is if there were, you know, if you get pulled over for cannabis and you're a legal patient, right, they should just let you go unless the cop would pulled you over specifically for being impaired. Yeah. Right. But there are tests for impairment as well. And that's a huge there's a huge argument from the police mainly. Oh, well, we want to keep the road safer. Um, but there's no way to test for impairment. Right. But there are apps out there that are already being proven to do that. So I don't know if you guys have seen Druid, D-R-U-I-D app. It's a really cool app. It's come out of the US and it's an app that can can detect impairment from anything. So from any drug, it doesn't matter what the drug is, it'll be able to tell you if you're impaired. How does it do that? Um, so it's a game of it's a gamified thing. I figured it was like puzzles and things. Yeah, it's 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 actually really cool. It's free to yeah, download, so you should check it out. Like, cool. and you can you Definitely. so the app actually asks you to test yourself three times to give you a baseline. You don't necessarily and and we spoke to the founder about this. You don't actually have to have a baseline. They can actually do it to you three I think four times, and they'll be or three times and they'll be able to tell if you're impaired. Mm. Um, I see. But if you do the test yourself, you can kind of give give yourself a good baseline. And then do it when you're impaired. I mean, it, it'll show you you're impaired. You know you're impaired. I've done it. I've, you know, like wow. it's, it's cool. And, and you can really tell. Um, so a uh, mouth swab generally takes about, I think it's like seven to 10 minutes to, to do the whole process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas to do this once, it takes two minutes. Oh, wow. Right? So, so even, if, even if you had to do it three times, yes. you're still 
cutting down the time on it takes the police to do and that. And there's no cost in it. No cost in it at all, right? So and this. And, and then if you fail it, then you do the swab. Yeah, exactly. Then you do the blood exactly. Test. So right. what you're saying is we need to replace the swabs with iPads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but that's where technology is, right? Like. Yeah. And and this app already has some independent research on it, and there are meant to be some papers coming out in the next couple of months more independent research showing that this app can detect impairment. I like it. But what if I practice this app like heaps when I'm fucking <laughs> at home yeah. and then I just fucking smash it out? Uh, I'm a legend at this game. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. got to realize some of us play I, games. I do think if, that there's... If you're so working that hard to do it, you maybe deserve to get away with it. Maybe. Like, good. <laughs> on it? the other hand, it's like, I think on a physical level, physiological level, yeah. correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think this is right. If you are impaired because you've used alcohol or a pain medication or even cannabis, it's something that is very measurable. So it True. doesn't really matter yep. if you're good at the game because you'll think you're good <laughs> and you'll end up losing. Yeah, the numbers will show that you're not good. Oh, I yeah. agree if I was <laughs> drunk, but man, I reckon I can get high as all fuck and still do it. Because well, I mean, like, you play enough chess. When you're high, I play so, so much chess. Well, why don't chess. you download the app I while will. we're having this conversation? <laughs> we actually need end. to test this. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, Test yourself. Yeah, by the time you get it downloaded and everything, uh, like, we can wrap up with you doing the test. All right, well, I'll, I'll get it going. That's there funny. Go. So what's it called? Druid. Druid. D-R-U-I-D. Cool. Well, that's a very interesting one. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's downloading. We'll get to it. Great. So drive change has come about, and you've managed to get some good people on your side for it. Yeah. Um, who are some of those people? Um, so we have uh, Lucy Haslam, who I, I so she's an ambassador for Drive Change. Uh, I'll, I'll list them and then we can say who they are briefly. So Lucy Haslam, uh, Mick Palmer, mm-hmm. um, we have Fiona Patton, we cool. have Tammy Franks, um, and we. I feel like maybe I can announce this. I, I don't really know. Like he's committed, but we haven't gone the final step. But um, uh, Mark Brayshaw. So he. Do you know who that is? You look like you might know who he is. No, no, who's Mike Brayshaw? Mark Brayshaw. Mark. He is, yeah. So he is an ex, I believe, AFL player and oh. also has been highly uh, involved in a fairly high levels in the AFL somehow. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Mark, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't know where you, your exact title was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's he works with a lot of ex-athletes, AFL, Olympians and everything. Um, and yeah, it sounds like we will have some of those people enlisted into drive change to do some video talking about their history as athletes and wow um, yeah and, cool. and now that they use cannabis as a medicine you know what how does the driving law impact them that's excellent yeah so it's, it's pretty cool like that's something you know even for Honolulu, i've been trying for ages think about how can i get some athletes involved in this because right. you know influential people are what's really going to crack the perception code you know that's it. Um, and, and they are out there people who yeah. use it to manage their pain Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's so it's great that this, you know, this is probably I'm probably more happy that I got we, we've gotten this for drive change rather than homily because I think this will have a much bigger impact. I hope, mm-hmm. you know, if we can do the right thing with those people. Well, in the end, you know, it can just come back to Honolulu after the campaign successful. <laughs> yeah. It's just like bundle the same people and hey, you guys interested? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works yeah. anyway. Yeah, true. Um, true. And then you've already got a big win up your sleeve. So yeah, it helps. Yeah, it'd be great. if we. I, th- I was just this. thinking I have a contact I think I can give you for a whole bunch of musicians. Oh, that'd be great. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Amazing. So that might be a good way to as well, like Aussie musicians. I mean, they're pretty yeah. synonymous with cannabis, to be honest. Absolutely. Don't know if they're on the medical schemes, but... Yeah, I'm sure some of them are. Some of them would be. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's really what we want to do. Again, we want everyone to, to come together for Drive Change. You know, it's, yep. about, it's about bringing the industry, patients, influencers, everyone together to... I guess it's the one message thing, right? You know, I think you, you and I have talked about this, Yosef, before, like we look at how some of the political stuff can be very divisive or siloed. Mm. You know, how do we get one message from everyone for one thing, whether it be recreational or whatever, that just doesn't often happen. So if we can do that with this, it's, you know, <coughs> to that'd be start. cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. And then we can just keep going. So the drive change will create the next change. It'll the drive next, change. Next. It will yeah. drive literal change. We'll change it from driving laws eventually to a new change of topic. We, yeah. Well, we, we hope to, because when we started Drive Change, we kind of formed a group called, called the Cannabis Law Reform Alliance. Awesome. Um, and so that's, this is kind of our a first campaign. First campaign yeah. awesome. So I hope that we're able to longer term do some more interesting really cool. and helpful stuff for everyone. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah, cool. Thanks. <laughs> I think there's something about being able to, I don't know, like you were saying, unite different forces within the community yeah. under a broad banner, yeah. something that everyone can get behind. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And there's just a sense that, I don't know, that's where opportunities begin to emerge mm. in those spaces. So, I don't know, I wanted to ask you if there's any way our audience could get involved with Drive Change. Is there any way yeah. that they can help? Absolutely. So, I mean, I think that, you know, even if you're not a legal medicinal cannabis patient, right, it's still the number of voices and the number, you know, we're going to have a petition for this. And again, like, you know, most petitions are coming from an individual politician, for example, for a specific place. We, want, right. we might, uh, we haven't discussed this fully yet, but we might have one petition that will kind of just be higher level for everyone. And then we can, you know, say, look, you know, we're going to bring this to Victoria, to New South Wales, sure. to Tasmania. Look at all this. This is from people all over the country because the reality is we need, uniform drug driving laws across mm. Australia. We can't just have Victoria. Yeah, it's got to be a federal move. Yeah, yeah, it has to, or else what happens if, you know, you drive to Victoria? Yeah, gosh. Right? Then you're in trouble. So it doesn't make sense, or you're not in trouble there, but here. Besides, yeah. the TGA is a federal agency, isn't it? Yes, but so but also remember the TGA doesn't regulate the road rules. Ah, yeah. right, of course. Yeah, that's so it's got to be pol it's got to be police, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why it's so Interesting. Much more important. So, yeah, so what people can do is just, you know, well, I think the first thing, is, well, the main thing is, right, just spread the word, get the message out there and, um, you know, like on tell more people that this is a problem. So have a voice about this, mm. I think. And then, you know, that's what we want generally. But if you want to really get involved, then, you know, going to the website, which is drivechangemc.org.au, um, going right, there, guys. signing up for the newsletter, you know, just, just know what's happening, right? Know what we're doing. And if something resonates with you or a family member or a friend, share it share it on social if we have a petition share it with them even if you don't want to sign it share it um, because someone will someone else will want to help and and probably need to help right for mm. someone in their family fantastic um, yeah so that's really how you can get involved like you know where we want in we're hoping and we've already started to get money from industry cool. we've had some amazing like we've had some amazing donations from patients but nice. that's not what we're looking for you know we right. don't want patients the, the people who need this the most to be supporting it they shouldn't mm -hmm. be industry mm -hmm. should be supporting this because also this slows down industry if patients can't drive when they're prescribed medicinal cannabis well that's going to slow down yeah, right. the industry right? yeah losing a license is a massive thing yeah, yeah. It, you can it stops you from driving it could stop your livelihood if you drive for a living that's you know right. so many things so yeah industry should be behind this and we're beginning to get that so you know also i guess another way i haven't really thought about this but 
if you are a patient, you know, maybe send your product company a letter saying, mm. hey, get involved in Drive Change. This impacts me and I want you involved, right? Yeah, and, that's great advocacy. Yeah, so so whatever people can do to really help us would be, mm. help us because really what we're here is to help you guys, you know? Sure. Like, that's it, so. I'll repeat it again, guys. Uh, it was drivechangemc.org.au. Yeah, awesome. Check it out. Cool. Yes, please do. Yeah, we're pretty excited with that campaign in particular yeah, cool. and kind of the whole um, way in which your publication and your online presence relates to law reform because we're really interested in that as well. Yeah, nice. So we'd like to maybe work with you on that in the future. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure that if, um, if you'd have us, David, or even just him, I'm sure David would come on and talk about something with you guys as well about Sweet. The, the driving and stuff. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What are you guys looking to do in that space? Or have you been doing? Honestly, we've been thinking about like new slogans to kind of push for like reasons to legalize. That's been hitting us a little bit, but okay. we've been pretty slow on fab this past year. Yeah. Kind of building um, business outside of fab just to kind of... We'd like to kind of um, help the existing industry in a way by constructing something of a very thorough directory. <clears throat> but the idea of the directory is really just a place for people to leave reviews for cannabis-based businesses um, cool. and to also find them. So nice. we're hoping to launch Sounds that in great. the next little bit. We've been working on that for way longer than we should have. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, that, you know, like for us, right, I think I, I would love to maybe once you get that launched to do an interview with you guys about it because, um, you know, for us, I think, you know, when, when you introduced me originally, you said, like, I think you said something about medicinal cannabis. Yeah. That's not actually what our goal is, right? Like, mm. we're here to educate people about all cannabis. So, cool. for me, and, and we over the next kind of six months, it'll begin to show a bit more. Right now, we're still kind of focused in the medicinal space. Right. But we'll begin to transition away from that in a very soft way. But, like, you know, what you guys are talking about is important, right? Because it's for everyone. Again, you, mm. you can be using all this stuff illegally and the air quotes here for those of you who can't see me um but you know but need it for a medical purpose so we right. want again for us that's education if you guys are yeah. actually providing people a way to connect know, to that connect to that yeah. and get get good things that aren't going to screw them over yeah. or whatever that's important for them to know so yeah we'd love to we try it on that end on that. and then we're looking at trying to implement our own kind of version of how to access medicinal cannabis okay. in Australia. But also just uh, people in the industry, in the community, in politics, who are advocates, we'd like to give them platforms, yeah, cool. maybe write articles about, you know, the people who are pro-cannabis in Australia. Cool, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of great. thing. A little bit of that stuff. But um, yeah, with the, the access for medicinal cannabis, it's kind of how do we get the rec users who are using medicinally, which I actually argue is probably most, um, if they're regularly using. There's a lot of them. Um, how do we get them onto the scheme to understand how to actually pitch their case to their TGA to get approval? Because a lot of the time, what you'll find is most people are self-medicating for anxiety, depression, sure. PTSD, whatever it is, but <clears throat> they haven't necessarily tried other forms of medication because they've already had cannabis, which has worked for it. Mm. And then you've got the medical scheme kind of trying to get them to go, have you at least tried two types of medication? So for whatever it is but a lot of people are like i don't want to fucking have antidepressants like even in my system but that counts so so but the thing is with the medical you have to have tried other medications but other medications isn't really defined so if for example for me with my back i had been offered 
uh, was codeine, I think. I, well, I actually took it for like a month because mm. we were going, traveling and yeah. I didn't have time to do anything else. But I only took that once. And I, after that, I was like, I don't want it anymore. So sure. for me, for my back, in terms of what codeine, I try, codeine, you know, once, but I don't want the side effects. And then, yeah, regular over-the-counter stuff and, uh, you know, natural stuff is added in as well. So like even saying meditation and yoga for pain with the right doctor, if they understand that, that, that you actually are, you know, going to use it as, as medicine, they can still usually get that across. Oh, the they mind. 100% can. Where I'm really yeah. approaching it is that's what people are reading, but right. that, um, especially on the rec space, and they're like, oh, I'm not eligible because of right. X. So it's like, how do we get that message across? Yeah, that it yeah. is actually a lot easier than you'd think to get yeah, onto yeah, the yeah. scheme. Like for me, the medical space even though there is good information out there, it mm. still hasn't become quite clear enough to the general public public agree. that's like, it, it's it's almost like all you have to do is pay the money and you'll get it. Yeah. yeah. In right. some ways, we Not really want to work with... But yeah. We like, we want to find a way to enter into that medicinal process ourselves and like break it down for our audience. Yeah, yeah So right now, Yosef right. is doing... scheme. Yeah, um, like a, a bit of a retrospective on the scheme will develop eventually from Yosef's view. Nice. And then on my end i'm helping write an article about how to access just cannabidiol like cbd yeah. Yeah. from a kind of simple uh process that can be generally taken to your gp and then move forward yeah nice so i guess that's uh i guess that's part of what we're doing at the moment it's kind of entering into how can we make existing schemes more accessible how can we educate people about what's out there yeah awesome you know, that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. So a nice. little bit of that. And then, I don't know, probably have to come up with some more things. Last year, we wanted to come up with a uh, card game. Oh, yeah. So we do want to release a Friendly Aussie Buds card game. A few which, projects just sitting there doing nothing at the moment. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. Those little ones. But uh, we want to make a pretty fun card game that's kind of built on like lies, uh, like snitches versus cops. Okay. Or snitches versus bros or something. What did we call it? I don't even know now. Stoners. Stone, ah, stoners versus snitches. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Stoner trying to explain the game he came yeah. up with last year. Uh, yeah. So a little bit of that. Um, and then I guess actually one of the things we are looking to do is um, we're looking to work more and more with <clears throat> because of the directory, more businesses. Yeah. So the idea is, you know, a little bit of sponsored content and that sort of thing, okay. but not sponsored content in the sense of like shelling them out. It's just, you know, yeah. highlighting something that they're potentially selling, offering or anything like that and talking about yeah, the nice. experience of how that all comes across. If it's negative, we'll talk pretty negatively. <laughs> um, so the idea is, you know, hydroponic stores, things like that, okay. um, even bong stores, vape stores, all that, just kind of highlighting their products oh, and kind of just getting them a little bit more of an audience to their core market because we do have the traffic to kind of support mm -hmm. it. So a little bit of ad space and that sort of thing, just kind of Great. driving those guys in and um, uh, potentially working with some of them as well on their own marketing websites and things like that. Nice. It's like yeah, cool. kind of how it all come together. It's just when it does, it Part does. Part of it is that like working with businesses creates good opportunities to write content. In certain oh, ways yeah, and to produce stuff so yeah. gives us a bit of a an impetus and a yeah. reason to do things so you guys feel like content's your passion is that your art oh, for sure at least. definitely at least love the content yeah for me my passion probably lies in three things music weed content <laughs> business oh, <okay. laughs> and like business in the sense of just being able to create what i want 
Yeah, not that's... business in the sense of making money, just business being like the avenue for creation of content or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, it might yeah. not be content, but something. Yeah. For I me, like it's that. almost like honing a skill or like developing a muscle. I think if you do things enough times, you get yeah. to a point where it's almost second nature. Yeah, yeah. So entering into a space where I'm applying my talents and doing something I'm interested in and making it work, like that's encouraging for me to do other cool. things. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, yeah, it's got to be one of the reasons that I started Honolulu was because I wanted to do something that I love to do. Right, mm-hmm. I hear that. And, and that's it. If you're not doing that, like, it, why are you doing it? Mm, you know, and, I hear that. And that's, and that's taken so long, so many years for me to figure out, you know. That's right. Just working for other people, doing the same What thing. sort of startups did you work uh, at before Honolulu? Uh, so the first one I worked at was a, and it still exists if you're looking to get into medical school and you want to do oh, the yeah. graduate medical school entry exam, which is called the GAMSAT, 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 yeah. GAMSAT uh, gradready.com.au. Michael, Michael, if you're listening to this, you're only for this. <laughs> it's a plug. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to message him and tell him. Um, <laughs> Give him the timestamp. <laughs> I haven't, ta- I haven't talked to him in, in probably two years, so I'm going to, I'm going to message him. I think I still have him, like, check out this podcast. That's you're on. so funny. Um, yeah, so I worked at GradReady and I was their first like operations manager, so I kind of just did everything. Um, and that sounds a lot more glorious than it was, but mm. yeah, it was just like I've been in a similar role. Yeah. Just pitching like at, at Melbourne uni, you know, doing uh, kind of managing the site and stuff and then going and doing like presentations on the course and then being yeah. in the course and stuff like that. So it was good. Um, and then very cool. Yeah. And then I did a, a, a digital magazine kind of startup, um, yeah. which which didn't last but those guys are still going now digital magazine what is the concept uh so sorry it was like a a, a platform that brought mag like uh coles and those uh, kind of magazines into digital like a really nice uh, i think one. i know the one gotcha. that is. yeah like a digital coffee table kind yeah. of thing mm. um and that started as like coles and those kind of brands and then turned into fashion and then kind of just didn't yeah. didn't pan out but those guys are now working on a company that does uh foot traffic tracking Oh, that's cool. Through Wi-Fi mm. and stuff. I've oh, seen yeah, stuff which like is quite that. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I went into, uh, after that I did, I worked in uh, like a small digital marketing agency because that, that, then I actually started digital marketing. Before that, I was kind of sales and operations. And mm. then uh, digital marketing agency, Brossa, so a furniture company, which also still exists. Okay. Um, and I did, that's where I did like heavier marketing. I did conversion optimization and mm-hmm. that's kind of where I started learning SEO. And then I went to Tali Health, which is a company that does uh, an app that helps children who have um, uh, attention dis- disorders. Okay. Um, and so it's actually a gamified, it's actually really cool. It's a gamified app that helps um, helps children improve, um, yeah, their different, uh, like attention, all the different aspects of attention. Right. It's um, like brain training on yeah, the DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite cool. So cool. I, that, that one comes and goes i think it's still going all right um and then yeah and then finally so hell yeah cool yeah it's a good journey yeah it's been an interesting one i never thought i'd be working in weed like mm, that neither no, did i no, never. No. it's yeah. really cool though that you've got things to contribute to that space you know what i mean yeah you just find yeah. yourself in it and off you go yeah I, but i feel like that's also something beautiful about the space because like yeah. pretty much anyone can contribute oh, I, to it i agree yeah. it's so yeah. open yeah it's, it's just such early days yeah, yeah, yeah. especially um, here. Yeah, it's crazy. In the US, it would be different, I'm sure. Oh yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Absolutely. How do you put a voice in the U.S. regarding cannabis? That would be that'd quite be a tough. challenge, especially everyone if you're in somewhere like it. Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> but everyone does it, right? It's I think like anyone can do it, but then True. how do you get good at it? Yes, yes. In America, that'd be very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I imagine. I, I don't know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I um I had a discussion recently with someone, and they're like. If you want to make it, like, make it, you know, you have to go to the States. And I'm like, yeah, but who the fuck wants to compete at that level? Like, that's just, I feel like it just takes the fun out of it. It's such an Australian attitude. It's such an Australian attitude. However, we'll destroy them in the swimming. Michael Phelps isn't. Yeah. Um, But one uh, colleague I used to work with, he worked in the States for a little while. I think he did, like, maybe six to 12 months, something like that. And he's like, man, they love Australians there because we actually do the work. And I was like, huh, uh, like I never regarded Americans as lazy. Like I never had that. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got that stereotype of like the typical, but I didn't regard it in the workplace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, like there, if you're an Aussie, like your normal work ethic is considered quite high as opposed to here. So not the case. I mean, it probably is the case because we're quite well, diligent, hard work. We've got two Americans know. here. So I'm no, uh, she's, she's Australian. Oh, you're Aussie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, Tom, Tom, Tom's work ethic compared to my work ethic, and maybe it's just me, <laughs> uh, is very New York, high intensity. Yeah, maybe the country you're from. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, like, America does have, a, like, everything changes very rapidly traveling around yeah. America, yeah. Um, but, like, New York, I mean... It's the hustle and bustle. It's crazy. That's one of the reasons I don't want to be there anymore. Like, this is, yeah, Australia is great. It's nice to be relaxed, isn't it? (laughs) For sure. It's kind of weird because we have a bit of both going on here in Australia. Because, yeah, you have the laid back cultural attitude, but we're also very capitalist here in Australia. It's got this, like, bit of a bit of a tension there in some ways because we're like hey how you going but get those uh, reports done by the end of the week kind of thing yeah but but i do there's something about like i have one of my good friends from college uh moved i can't remember where he grew up but then moved to new york and he just loved it like he was like i love new york i love the intensity the like you don't sleep like all this crazy yeah. shit yeah. and then he moved to la uh to no they're in seattle seattle okay um yeah, Seattle's where I was like wanting to maybe move to like Seattle's for a period. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's Seattle where he's living, and he's like, it's just so slow. <laughs> like, yeah, and and I I think I think Australia's culture is just you you're right. People work hard, but it's still nowhere near certain like certain parts of America. And the intensity rem- of it, yeah. Yeah, and I remember like I remember my uh, uh, one of my friends moved here shortly after and lived with me. And she was trying to get a job. She's a designer and she got a job uh, at Melbourne Uni. Um, And it was, I can't remember, it was like a contract job. And the first, when she found out, so she had to go and when she found out she had gotten the job, sat down and the guy was like, okay, here's all the stuff you're going to need to do and blah, blah. And she's like, okay, yep, yep, no worries. Like, I'll go home and get straight started on it straight away. And he was like, no, no, have you looked out the window? It's beautiful out today. (laughs) Just relax and go to the beach or something and she was like i've never heard anything like that in my entire life that's crazy you know like that that you'd never hear that yeah it's true yeah. it's, it's cultural yeah, difference it's, such, for sure. it's so great it's great it's a great thing yeah i agree yeah. i think that we um got to embrace that here the the kind of attitudes that we have towards um quality of life and certain things Mm. being more important than just like hard work and money yeah like that's part of what keeps this country sane and also probably advanced 
Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you need a bit of balance. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, man. Anyhow. <laughs> I agree. I agree with mm. you. Like I, I see that there's some there's such a better balance here. Um, and I see that even in my, you know, my dad's Australian. I don't like anyone who knows him says he's not Australian at all. And he's very much American, but like it's, it, there is in my parents, there's still that, like my mom's retired air Mm. quotes again, still works like crazy. My dad has retired like 10 times, but still works. You know, he still works. He does work at Monash university and stuff. And they're just always worried about something, you know? (laughs) And it's, and even in trying to retire, it is not possible. Mm-hmm. Right? There's just too much switched on, too much switched on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. It's this is a beautiful place, Australia. Yeah. I agree. We're very lucky to be here. We are very lucky. I was just thinking about like, because you do have that U.S. experience. Do you still follow the U.S. in terms of what's going on with cannabis there as much or not as much? I I like. I would if I had more time. Like we were talking about before, yeah. there's just so much going on. Yeah, Same for right. you guys. Um, but I've, yeah, I've just been so focused on what's happening here that I haven't. Do you have any predictions about like a Biden federal legalization effort? Uh, I, it's being pushed around and like kind of... Yeah, but it's not a priority. Yeah, That's right. It wasn't done in the first hundred days. Yeah. yeah. yeah after that, yeah. nothing happens, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I feel like maybe just a tiny bit. COVID was probably a little bit more important. Yeah. But, you know, I could be well, wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But if we give everybody we, weed, we I, yeah, they'll yeah, socially we distance inside <laughs> and not go anywhere. Mm, except yeah. for when they have to go to the shops and get That's why we have yeah. Snoop Dogg's weed delivery service. That's actually true. You have Uber Eats, you'll be fine. Yeah. Just give U- everybody $2,000 checks and massive <laughs> amounts of, of buds, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Surely there's got to be some sort of cannabis delivery. Service no, there is. That, that in the US. It's you. owned yeah. by Snoop Dogg. Oh, is it actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it like runs That's out of LA and stuff. I think it's in, Bro. I think it's in like Cali and maybe a few other areas. Yeah. But it's like an Uber cannabis delivery service. With treats? I don't know. I could assume that. I would hope so. If, he's be not, if not, and this is the first conversation Absolutely. that's happened about it. I hope we get some revenue from that. If, uh, if he yeah. picks it up. Come on, Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> making enough money from your venture there. Yeah. You can help all of us. I wonder if grow he's exploiting the cannabis space any Australia. workers. By the... <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to go there. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, it's just that Uber Eats doesn't have the best reputation. I'm just making a joke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Anyhow. So, uh, onto the US, really. Like, you know, what's that situation like from for you coming from New York? Like, what was that culture like? I've only ever had it depicted in movies where, you know, you, ha- you have like street corner dealers and you get like a teeth or something or a tenth, sorry. Yeah. Or it, what, is it called a, a dime bag? A dime bag. That's yeah. the one. Dime bag. You know, you just, is that just a gram? Uh, yeah, it was. And then it was always like the, the interpretation I had was oh, no, like. No, sorry. A dime, well, a dime bag, like a dime bag was always $10. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember. I think the amount always varied a little bit just because. Do you like go, can I get like five dime bags? <laughs> I probably did at one point, yeah. Yeah. Five dimes, yeah. Five yeah. dimes. Because like when I went to Amsterdam, I was buying everything by the gram and I'm like, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Like yeah. I'm just used to at least a quarter. Yeah. Like at yeah. least a quarter, but. But now, you know, like now people are buying joints. Who yeah. Buys just a joint. That seems so odd. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It's I guess it's like oh, I want a single cigarette. I absolutely so maybe, get why people do it. Yeah. It's like I yeah, you get to have a pre-rolled, and yeah, it's maybe a really one? maybe like you, you know a little pack right? of but but they yeah. sell them like really freely. I guess they sell single cigarettes, but it just didn't make sense. To me. <laughs> 
You depends depends on a cigarette like smoker. Yeah, depends like a nice if it's a fat joint. Five. That yeah, kind of makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah. I, you know, if, what if it has like two grams in it? Yeah. Or even if it's a gram, it's a pretty big joint. And then I think people buy it because maybe they can't roll. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to the buying of the joint. I just want just like five why? or something at a time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. In my mind. It's yeah. like Pringles. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. It's true. true. Yeah. yeah. And on another level, what if you just got like a bag of chopped up weed? Someone had pre-chopped it for you. Okay. You know, yeah. like you have like a, a tobacco company. Oh, like a tobacco. Oh, yeah. In a pouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like would you still get all the keef off it? Like when you <laughs> did it, would they do it in the bag so that at the How bottom... How much turps was you losing? <laughs> yeah, that's you're, what I mean. You actually are... You're, you're making great points, guys. This is why this isn't done at all. <laughs> no but way. no, but it'd be great if you if it had it at the bottom of the bag. Yeah, Because then, then you're winning. Like it's chopped Absolutely. and you're getting everything from it. That's yes, good. I agree. But what just I was just thinking about is um, regarding Australian culture, which we haven't caught up with yet at all, the oil scene. Right, oh, like mm. oils aren't yeah. really—they're they're around. I've I've gotten plenty of oil around, yeah. but like, they're not a mainstream thing in Australia. You see people to. um putting like cannabis oil in their vape in cartridges. Their, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. so yeah, many know. tradies Jesus. that do it. I know. Oh so, man, there's there's that. Mm. But like, <laughs> it's a whole new way to use it. What are your thoughts on oil and where that scene is? Do you think it's maybe? Do you think it's going to be as big as people are touting it to be? Uh, oh, so we're talking about like CBD oil? Are we talking THC about like, oil, like We're talking oil. like dab, shadow, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cartridge pens. Yeah. I think uh, we're just, I think we're just so far away from recreational here that it's going to take infancy. ages. Yeah. Um, but I think like personally, I'm more of an edibles oils kind of guy. Like I stopped smoking a while ago. Sure. Um, and yeah, I, I hope it becomes awesome because it's awesome. Like there's no, yeah. you know, it is, I, I get my sister actually just sent me a photo of um, a uh, like a huge bag of gummies that you know she just bought in Florida, which is great. You know, and we when we went back, my friend gave us some gummies and they were awesome. You know, you can just buy all kinds of different like treats. That's fun. It's great. You know, they're drinks. Yeah, the drinks is a big one. Yeah. Isn't it? So um, that that's cool. Like I hope I hope it's like that. Just because you mentioned Florida, just gave me a train of thought. Bloody, um, do you know like when they voted to legalize recreationally how it failed? In Florida. In Florida, but the vote was over 50%. No, so in Florida, you have to have a 55% yes oh. in order to get it over. Yeah. And it was like 52 or 3 or something. It was like, no. Nah. And I was just like, that's actually a law for them. Yeah. That makes no sense. It's like the majority of people It's not majority. Them. They don't win. The majority. It's not a real majority. The US apparently. political system is so interesting. It's like it's crazy. you have all of these... Because of the kind of like federal state divide, you have all of these crazy differences across state lines. And then you still have the federal law, which can override that state law. And there are things on the books, which just, they make make no sense. sense. But it's so fun. (laughs) Looking, looking at over there, (laughs) like it's really interesting. People care more about their politics and their legal system than ours in Australia. Like they follow that more. They're like, that's the reality show that they follow. Australian yeah. politics is boring. Oh, yeah. It's over in Canberra. It's all... Yeah. Whereas in the US, you've got like, it's you know, fight. Fox oh, News, yeah. CNN, oh, you've yeah, got yeah, Donald yeah, Trump, you. Yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. Did you guys see what Donald Trump's done today or like recently? <laughs> so he's created like a new Social page media. on his... No, no, no. He just created a page on his website. Oh, my God. I forgot what it was called. It's like just slash something, four or five letters. And it's just basically his Twitter feed, but it's like you can share it on Twitter or Facebook or anything, but it's him just having little whips. 
Like, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So he's just like figured out that his website is a useful product, like where he can't be regulated. <laughs> That's where he's yeah. going to be until he starts his own social network. Yes. Yeah. Do you uh, think that'll work? Like, I'm sure he has the money to create it, maybe. Yeah. But do you think people would pick it up? Uh, yes. His, his little section of the population will, yeah. I think. Yeah. Do you think about like because they already hate Facebook and the fact that they whenever they say anything like slightly discriminatory yeah. or even like a little bit off, sometimes you get done by the Facebook system when you don't even <laughs> do anything bad. <laughs> we but put like, up a four twenty story, sale. please. Yeah, far out. We had this god goddamn thing we put up for four twenty on our page, and they were like, uh, no, we're not going to post this or show anyone it." But then I see a notification two days later, which is like, oh, well, I'm I'm going to personally, because you posted this, Mitch, if you do this again, I'm going to ban your account for 30 days, not the page. Really? Post block me. Wow. Yeah. And it was because we were promoting a sale on the site for some stickers and that yeah. sort of shit. Come on. But man. the um, Zuckerberg, what are you up to? It, its algorithm picked it up as we're trying to sell something illegal. Like oh. we're trying to sell drugs sure. or something. It's like, we're no. not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Trump's people would go to there. I don't know if mass population would because it'd become just an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah that's but what I think. <clears throat> I do got to wonder where Facebook is going because right now, I really am not a fan. Everything's like yeah. died on it for me. Like all I see is ads. The ads aren't even as good as they used to be. Um, like I'm getting crap, 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 crap. Pages are not getting any form of um, reach. Like yeah. I put up something, if I'm lucky, it will reach a thousand people. Yeah. Okay. If I'm lucky and we've got over... I don't know, 11,000 followers nearly. The only thing that's doing well on like Facebook at the moment are the groups. Yeah. Because even people that you know, you generally don't see their posts. Yeah. It's like the groups are the ones that are mm. on your news feed. Yeah, that's very true. And that's like, I don't true. mind the whole groups thing. It's great. But like, honestly, I don't like the group format. It feels clunky. And also clicky. Like, I, I'm, I'm yeah. someone who comes from a forum background, right? I've been yeah. using forums since I was like eight. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, this is shit. I can't see threads in a nice way. I can't like anything. And I'm just like, I don't know if Facebook's going to die. I doubt it. No way. Really too big of a thing. They need to break it up. Something needs to happen where yeah. <clears throat> it breaks it up or something else comes along. Like Clubhouse is obviously coming out, but like mm. Instagram and Twitter are already on ripping it off with like their style rooms. That It's going to be the exact same thing as Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, the Silicon Valley dominance is a little bit scary, to be honest, because they're also in bed with the Democrats. It's kind of like, oh man, they've got a lot of power over what people say on their platforms, which is like the new public space. Yeah, And they're also pretty much you know, making sure that their interests are supported in the government as well. Mm. So they have a lot of power. Yeah. 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 Oh man, the social networks are crazy. Far out. This and is why uh, we stuck to a website, right? We feel like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we're in this situation where, like you say, when you don't do socials, you don't get the kind of reach or yeah. outreach, you kind of have to be um, self-sufficient from that in some ways. Yeah. Like if yeah, I was sure. doing stuff on YouTube, which I plan to do in the future, yeah. I'd have to have like a contingency plan. <laughs> Yeah, know, you know what I mean? they can, Yeah, they can all disappear. The yeah, and they can just cut your ad revenue and it's all yeah. this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think you guys have done a pretty good job with Friendly Aussie Buds and it sounds like you got a lot more going. So Yeah. Thank you it's very probably much. Probably a good place to kind of wrap up. Yeah. Somewhat tying in well. Yeah, yeah. Sounds um, good. Are you gonna play with the app though? Are you gonna get oh, you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it. See, that's a good a place space. to finish. All right, all right, all right. I have to create an account. Okay. Oh man! See, this was supposed to happen. Well, the whole I, I thought you'd the... just be able to.
Okay. But but I think I got a sixty-two point three. I'm pretty sure that I feel like the that's impaired. I'm pretty sure the norm is like forty-three. So the the lower you are, I believe, the mm. less impaired you are. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty impaired. I'm pretty sure you are. But there you go. I'm keen to see this when I'm sober. Yeah. Do it again. Now you know. Well, six, six, I'll six, do it again later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean right there. Yeah, yeah. I meant definitely. I'll yeah. do it in an hour. See how I am. Yeah. And we'll do it in another hour when I'm more sober. <laughs> and then I'll do it again before bed, and that's when I'll be absolutely wrecked. And then I'll be like, okay, yeah, he's impaired. It's just a good idea. It's actually because, like, we've when you think about all these impairment tests and everything, everything's tried to be a physical, like something in your system. Yeah. Like till now like well at least maybe there's been other things but this is the first time i've seen something like Mm. that but it's like it's such a weird answer to the solution it used technology but like the other things use technology but this literally used what's in your pocket it really just like gives you a a great idea of your reaction times as well which is super important on the road when we're talking about impairment like that's probably the most important thing Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah, so, it's great. So it's really good. We might have to put an article up about it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Or even just do a little YouTube video. We'll make something yeah. up. How to know Thank if you very you're much. stoned. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love that. <laughs> That's actually, yeah, I mean, oh, man, I, if you do this, I'm going to send the, the guy the link Hell to this yeah. and see how Definitely. it feels. Like. Yeah. I, I hope he's not like, look, I never want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're happy that you've associated with us and taken that risk anyhow. Thank you very uh, much. No problem. All righty. Thanks for coming on, Tom. Thanks, um, guys. It's been great. Yeah, we'll hang again soon. Sounds good. I hope so. Woo!